in my current role at Fitness Quest 10 and, and all my speaking and writing, um, when I call it a gap, a gap is a very purposeful time to get turbulence on the inside to try to quiet that down and listen to how do I continue to evolve? I mean, for me, at the end of the day, you say your dash, the end of my time, I want to be greeted by God and him say, hey, Todd, well done, good and faithful servant. You did as, as I had, had called you to do and you were obedient and faithful. I'm always saying, okay, what is it that I can do to tap into my full potential? Because what I've done for the last 25 years is not exactly what I want to do for the next 25 years. I want that to be a bridge, a, to, a conduit to help me impact more people, to help people's legacy. So at the end of the day, my, my dash is impact maker, father, husband, trainer, coach, life transformer. Hi, I'm Pete McCall, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. That voice you just heard is strength coach Todd Durkin. Todd is many things, but most importantly is his passion and commitment for serving others. Todd started as a private trainer with a small fitness studio in San Diego. He still works as a private conditioning coach, but he has evolved into so much more. He's an educator, an author, and motivational speaker. Recently, Todd started a podcast, The Todd Durkin Impact Show. It's so inspirational they'll definitely light a fire under your seat to help fuel your desire to go crush any goals that you might have. In fact, Todd is such a motivational guy that even his voicemail message of how you do anything is how you do everything is an instant pick-me-up. Recently, I was at Fitness Quest 10, his global headquarters here in San Diego, to record an episode of the Todd Durkin Impact Show to promote my book, Ageless Intensity. However, completely out of Todd's control, there are a few electrical issues that kept us from recording for his podcast, so I quickly grabbed my phone, and I wanted just to record a quick fit tip about Todd's recent book, Get Your Mind Right, but this actually turned into a little bit more than that. It's almost a full-length interview. Well, let's just get into it. Here we are with an extended quick fit tip slash interview with motivational coach, podcast host, an all-around inspirational guy, Todd Durkin. I'm Pete McCall, the All About Fitness. This is going to be a quick fit tip, and I got a special guest today, Todd Durkin. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic, Pete. Great to be here, brother. Hey, great, great to be with you, dude. And I noticed we're in your office. We're in here in San Diego at Fitness Quest Ten. Yep. And and I noticed in your office you have a ton of motivational books. Absolutely. How have they how have they affected your life? How how does reading motivational books how has that had an impact on your life? Uh, I, I I can't imagine life without reading books of, of motivation and inspiration. You know, I hear motivational books sometimes. It's like kind of a misnomer because I feel like you're a motivational speaker. You've got motivational books. Uh, you know, the old great Zig Ziglar talks about motivations like brushing your teeth. You need to do it every day. To me, it's about inspiration that's long lasting that you can kind of get inspired from the heart. To me, motivation's in the head, inspiration's from the heart. If you can get your mind right and you can get your heart right, now we have very sustainable energy that can really last us for a long time. But to answer your question, question to me reading regardless of its motivational books or uh, whether it be biographies or business books it 
it always really taps into the intellect and emotion of your brain when you can read. To me, I try to get 10 pages in a day, most days of the week. If I can just get a little bit of nugget, uh, it keeps my brain sharp. And what's been like? What's been the one book that really just you, you kind of when you, when you put it down, it, it, it changed the course of your life, or that you, that you come back to sometimes, time after time. Like for example, the one I like reading about every other year or so, I come back to is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm. It's almost 100 years old at this point, but all the lessons in there are very very specific and still very relevant. Yeah, yeah. Um... Man, I, I do have hundreds of books that I, I uh, like to read. Two, two books, I think. Um, well, one is I'm a man of faith. So the book, obviously, that I, I continue to come back to day after day is, uh, for me, the Bible. I read it um, most days of the week. I spend time in there in the early morning. So to me, that is wisdom. And I, I, I read Proverbs. I read many different chapters and books of the Bible. So that's the, that's the go-to book for me. Talk about inspiration, motivation. That's kind of my fire. People are like, how do you always stay fired up? Well, if I'm not in faith, then I am not going to be congruent with the way I want to uh, do my walk and, and everything else. So that's number one. I guess if there was a book that I continue to come back to, this one will probably surprise you. It's not even as well known as a lot of their books, but uh, one of my mentors and coaches I've learned from, his name is Robin Sharma. It's The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. If you've not read it yet, read it. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari is about a, a man, Robin Sharma, who was a, he, he attained a, a great level of success as a high-powered attorney, but deep inside he wasn't happy. So he went down this, this path and, and lived with the monks for a, a period of time where he can go quiet and go in solitude and do soul-searching. And through that time, he was able to uh, create a metamorphosis of what his real purpose in life was about. And it wasn't about money. It wasn't about fame. It wasn't about houses and cars. It was about his divine purpose. And uh, Robin, who is an author and a, and a speaker and everything else, to me the reason why I come back to that book on a regular basis and reread that is because in my, I'll call them chapters of life, in my seasons of life that I've lived, it always seems like that in the quiet times are when I get epiphanies, when I actually take a break and think about life and changes or pivots I want to make. It requires actually almost a mini sabbatical to stop and reflect and think about what do I want out of my life. And uh, to me, that book speaks to me because uh, even now coming out of COVID, uh, it's like, okay, how are we going to use the post-pandemic time, a time that act actually uh, kicked the tail out of many people? Um, how do you use this time right now to make the biggest impact in other people's lives? So to me, I'd say The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari is a book that I continue to come back to on a regular basis as well. That's, and I love that story, right? Because I think sometimes we get so stuck on things that we forget about what's really important. Mm. And we forget about how we really affect people. And, and, and you're known, with your motivation and the way you look at the world, what's important to you? Like, what, what do you, I heard you give a talk a number of years ago, Todd, about that dash between the, you know, the year yeah. you were born and, and the year that you leave, leave this existence. What do you want to be known for? What do you want your dash to be known for? Yeah, that's a good question because I just led a retreat uh, where I actually read my dash 
and shared about what is called my decree. I shared the decree, actually, in my first book, The Impact Body Plan. But the decree is your life statement. Like, what do you, what are you about? It's an interesting question because right now, I'm, I'm in what's called a gap, a gap. I'm transitioning from one season of my life to another mm-hmm. season of my life. You know, as you have said, Pete, uh, I've been in this industry like yourself for more than 25 years, and there's nothing more than I love than the fitness industry, the, quote, motivational industry. But I also find myself, when I had my quiet time uh, at the tail end of the pandemic, is God was calling me to do something even more, even greater. And I'm tapping into those whispers as we speak in my current role at Fitness Quest 10 and, and all my speaking and writing. Um, when I call it a gap, a gap is a very purposeful time to get turbulence on the inside to try to quiet that down and listen to how do I continue to evolve? I mean, for me, at the end of the day, you say your dash, the end of my time, I want to be greeted by God and him say, hey, Todd, well done, good and faithful servant. You did as, as I had, had called you to do and you were obedient and faithful. I'm always saying, okay, what is it? that I can do to tap into my full potential because what I've done for the last 25 years is not exactly what I want to do for the next 25 years. I want that to be a bridge, a conduit to help me impact more people, to help people's legacy. So at the end of the day, my, my dash is impact maker, father, husband, trainer, coach, life transformer. And I'm committed for the next decade plus uh, to help change the body, mind, and souls of people worldwide. And I know that fitness is and was and will be a part of that, but I also know that I'm being called to something greater, and I'm tapping into my whispers right now to say, hey, God, how can I better serve? What can I do to reach more people, not just fit pros, not just trainers, not just coaches? I love the training community. But I want to impact moms and dads and kids and grandmas and grandpas that are searching for more in life. And regardless of their occupation or career, I'm being called to serve an audience now that wants to change their body, mind, and soul. Is that why you wrote your latest book, Get Your Mind Right? Because I love I – lo- and, and, and for listeners, if you call Todd's – and it's been a while since I've called left a message <laughs> or a voicemail. But I have to tell you, yours is the only voicemail where I've left a message. I've come away from leaving a message <laughs> – more motivated than when I call you. Yeah. And part of it is, I think your voicemail would say, at one point it said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And that's part of like getting that mindset of getting your mind right. And what was it, I mean, what's in it in, in your latest book that, that people would get from that? It, what, what will help, what would it help them? If I, you know, if, if I go back and reread it and I see, get your mind right, how will that help me to refocus what I'm doing? What I always say is this is, what if your mind's not right? What if you are feeling empty or lost or frustrated and you're not happy with where you're at, but the outside world is saying, man, but look at all the success you've had. Look at all the accolades that you've received in your career. But deep down inside, when you quiet yourself down, you're like, there's more in there. There's, there's a deeper calling that the world doesn't even know yet. I wrote the book, Get Your Mind Right, to share the principles that I apply to my life about dreaming big and maximizing your time, energy, and focus, and tapping into the whispers, and living a life worth telling a story about. Those are principles that I share with stories about how, when your mind is not right, what can you do to get your mind right? Everything from the granular to to more macro is in that book. 
Um, and I'm real proud of that. That came out uh, in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, it, it made me think even now that the book is out. I, I, I want to follow a book. <laughs> get yeah. your soul right. Like, get your mind right. Get your soul right. Like, your body, your mind, and your spirit all work closer together. We all know that. You're listening to this podcast with Pete right now because, you know, he's an advocate of that. We got to have our bodies right. We got to do everything we can to make sure that we're feeling good. We got to get our minds right um, because if your mind ain't right, uh, that's going to really pull you down a dark hole. And obviously, your spirit, your soul, um, at the end of the day, this is your your in your internal uh, happiness, harmony, or not. You know your your turmoil that you're living in, and there's nothing worse when your body, mind, and spirit is not in congruence. So, to me, get your mind right starts the process of getting all three of them aligned. And to come back, I want to come back to something you kind of alluded to, Todd. And I think looking at this, I'm trying to think of how I want to ask this question because I don't want to be too leading. But I think sometimes we create this idea of we have to be happy as an illusion. Like we think that we go through life, we always have to be happy with mm-hmm. life. And kind of what I heard you talk about a little bit is that sometimes you're going to go through a rough patch. And it's not, I think, and this is coming from a recent mm-hmm. guest I had, because I think sometimes we try to avoid those rough patches mm. or we don't let ourselves feel those feelings. I, I don't know if I'm asking that question, where would I'm asking the question, like having gone through my divorce recently, that was not an easy process. But I allowed myself some time to feel those feelings and work through that, do it with some therapy and work through that with some other people so that, because that, we have to feel sometimes. Yeah. How important is it for sometimes just to slow down and even though it might not be the most positive time in your life, to, to slow down and, and just live with what we're going through? Yeah, the bottom line is no one, not you, not me, not anyone listening in today, no one wants to go through tough times. None of us. We don't like them. Uh, we want to be in times when times are good. And frankly, the last couple of years have been tough for everybody, right? Yeah. For most people. Been tough on, on a lot of different levels. When you look back and you think about your life and you think about when were the, the greatest lessons that you learned and what formed you who you are as a man or a woman the most, it typically was the tough times. It's when my father passed away when I was 20 years old. It's when I had my serious back injury when I was 25, and it, it led me down this path to heal my own pain uh, without having surgery, which led me into the fitness industry, which led me to open my gym, which led me for the last 20 plus years to be really serving people through the, the fitness industry. Um, but none of us like that. What I would say is if you're facing a tough time is to continue to fight it, but also to continue to embrace it. And that's hard to do. How do you embrace pain? Mental pain, physical pain. What I would say is keep going, keep going, keep going. Come down to the win the day formula where you're like, I just got to get through today and I'm going to find gratitude in today because if you're going through a divorce or your business isn't going the way you want or your back hurts, something's going on, it's like there's still good things happening in your life. There, There are things that you can find and write down in your journal or you can recite out loud so you have a positive self talk morning and evening that you find gratitude because when you're living in a state of gratitude, it will change the energy in which you show up and posture as as well. So how you come across, even if you have pain inside, all of us, Pete, have pain. All of us, myself, you, anyone listening, there's pain at some level. It might not be great today, but there's pain. Sometimes the pain seems overwhelming. 
And there's a lot of things I talk about that actually in Get Your Mind Right of when it's when life seems overwhelming and you can't go on, what do you do? How do you get your mind right when life is pressing you down and it feels like it's got its foot in your jugular vein and you, you know you can't go on, what do you do? Um, that's all part of life. And uh, I think gratitude is one way, it's an antidote uh, to get through the tough times. No, I love that, man. And just to share with you, and, I, and listeners know that, and I've had a couple people on who who are very faith based, and, mm-hmm. and and I love, and what I love about about having the, these conversations is it just reminds me that that people who are successful, it's not all about them. They and they recognize, like you, you recognize that your level of success would not be possible without your relationship with with your Creator. <laughs> I mean, is that listen, am I right with that? Listen, the principles I walk by. The success principles are all biblical principles. Yeah, they're all biblical principles. When you when you think about servanthood, like servant leadership, you hear me talk about servant leadership. That's a biblical principle, right? Um, planning your work. Ah, you know, I, I do a retreat. I just had uh, sixteen hours of working on your business and working on your life. That's planning. Well. Planning is biblical as well. Of there's a there's a plan. There's the Bible, and you read the Bible. Here's the plan. Here's the game plan for life. Follow it. Things typically go well. If you don't follow it, you get off course. Things don't go well. You got to work. You you got to work in life, uh, and that's biblical, right? Also, when you think about using your gifts, here's something biblical. Sometimes we want success now. We want. Fame now. We want our book to, to become a bestseller now. I always think about this. Moses didn't even start his ministry until he was 80 years old. <laughs> Jesus didn't start till he was, you know, in his 20s. And here's a Jewish carpenter who worked his tail off and wasn't really anointed to, to really become into a public realm until late into his 20s and 30s, right? So it took 29 years, 33. Like, you think about the time that it took uh, on that. And then also, the thing I'm big about is, how can we become lighthouses? That's biblical. So when, I, when you ever say, be a lighthouse, be a lighthouse, well, it's biblical because, you know, the Bible says that you put the, the, the where? You put the, the, the light on the, on the stand, not underneath where you can't see. You put it on the stand so the, so the world can see your light, so you have a, a lit up room. Well, how do you light up your room? You light it up from the inside out. You get lit up from the inside. How do you get lit up from the inside? You get your mind right. You take time to focus on your spirit and getting in touch with yourself. You get quiet time so that you can say, hey, how am I doing? You journal and you say, you know what? I'm in a place of fear. I'm in a place of scarcity. Whatever that is, these are all real things that happen now regardless of how old you are, whether you're in your 20s, you're in your 80s. When you think about success, these are all biblical principles. And to me, I try to, as best I can, uh, use these success-based principles stemming from the Bible that help me in my walk so that uh, I can serve my purpose. And, and see, that's, what, that's the one common thread I've seen, Todd, in a lot of successful people is they anchor themselves into these principles. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not, they're not saying, I take credit for anything. And it was funny, years ago, I, I, can't, I can't remember what NFL player it was, but years ago, being an arrogant young man, I heard some NFL players saying, I think he said something, he gave glory to God for his abilities or something like that. And my thought at the time was like, what's, what's he mean God getting? And he's like, he's the one out there on the field doing the work. But now I look back on that and realize that he was being, he was acknowledging that he wouldn't have the gifts that he had and the ability to play at the level he played 
if they weren't given to him by by his his God. Yeah, and what happens is we all have gifts. Maybe you have two or three gifts. Maybe you have five. Maybe you have one. So an athlete has a gift to play a sport, whatever that sport is. Um, a doctor has the gift of precision and a strong mind, right? Whatever the gift is. Um, when you identify your gift, you the world deserves and needs your gift. But what happens is the world sometimes puts you to shame or or makes you embarrassed or you're afraid to share it because of what people might say about uh, something on social media. So you almost sometimes hide behind your gifts versus exploiting your gifts. My encouragement would be identify your two, three, four, five gifts that you have, use them, and don't be afraid or worried about what other people are going to say about your gifts. These are the things that unequivocally make you you. And when you can be really, really clear on that and transparent with that, People respect you because you're just being yourself. And then all of a sudden you have less anxiety on the inside because you're just being you. And people are going to love you or they're going to hate you. And nowadays they're going to love you or hate you either way. So you might as well be you. Otherwise you're trying to please everyone. And we all know in this in this world we live in we can't please everybody. So identify your gifts. Share them with the world. And, um, and love the people that are in your life. Even if they hate you. <laughs> That's a, I love that, and then I'll wrap I'll, I'll wrap up with this and give you a chance to finish out. But I look back, and I know Todd, and this is the one one of the biblical print. I don't know if I've told you this before, but my father was a Lutheran minister for a number of years, and then he left after mm. when he got divorced. And there's a whole backstory there, mm. but he left the ministry. But my young my young years as a young man, every every church every Sunday, you know, Bible Bible school, summer schools, huh. and Bible camp, because uh, my father was in a Lutheran church. And one of the parables that I hold to is the one of the guy who looked back and, and sees the footsteps in the sand. Yes. And he looks back and, and he asks God, hey, God, you know, every time I've gone through a rough patch in my life, there's only one set of footprints. You left me. Mm. Mm. And you know God's response. God's response, mm-hmm. no, my son, I was carrying you. That's right. And I can look back in my life, Todd, and I firmly believe, and that's one of the things I try to hold to with my own spirituality. I firmly know that anytime I look back and I see that one set of footprints, those aren't mine. That's right. You know what I mean? And I think you probably, it sounds like you can probably relate to that a little bit and know that when you've gone through those patches that you've been able to turn it over and look to somebody else and said, hey, I know you got me now. Yeah, Pete, no doubt about it. Here's what I would say is when you're looking back, it's easy to see that it wasn't you. But what if you're going through that? When you're actually going through it, maybe you're going through something difficult today. Sometimes you do feel isolated. You do feel like, you're on the island. You do feel like you're alone. This is the time that one needs to lean into their faith and to pray and have quiet time because God is with you during the tough times, but you've got to lean in. You can't lean away and just do it on your own because a lot of times some of the situations that we're in, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, any warfare that we're in, difficult times at work um, or at home or in a relationship or financially, whatever it may be, is when you look back, as you see, yeah, God was carrying you. But when you're going through it, it feels like hell. It literally feels like hell sometimes. And that's where you got to lean in and make sure that we talk about best practices, that you're at least getting quiet time to think and reflect and to pray and to listen. I used to think prayer was... Hey God, here's here you know you here. Hey God, help me with my health and help me with keep my family strong and this. And I would just be praying and praying and praying and praying. Amen. I realize now that a lot of prayer, although 
Part of it is making sure you admire God and ask for uh, some assistance in some areas. A lot of prayer is listening. And what's God trying to tell you? But many times we're just talking so much that we can't listen. Prayer is listening, right? And, and really tapping into what is God trying to tell me? What, what is that spirit in, inside of my heart saying? But we've got to quiet our minds down. We've got to quiet our hearts down, our lives down, which sometimes requires us to, to go on a little sabbatical, so to speak. And I'm not saying you've got to go hang with the monks for three months, but sometimes it does take more than a long weekend to actually tap in. It might be weeks or it might be months. Heck, it might be years that you have to slow down enough to really listen in and say, okay, I got you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to take action on this, and I'm going to get through this difficult period and season in my life. And that, that's, that's honestly, that's one of the ways I've gotten through the last year, and we'll wrap it up with this because mm. I, when, I, I take, when I take moments, and not every morning, but there are some mornings I wake up and I, I take a few moments to say a prayer, and I always say thank you. I have two daughters with great health. Yeah. Dude, and look where we live, man. Look where we live. I mean, we mm. live in San Diego, man. I don't know about you, but there are some days I wake up, and I don't care what's going on in the day. I know that I live in San Diego, and we got a pretty, I mean, you know, we got a pretty dang good yep. with that. And I, I try to, and I try to live in that. And, I, and once upon a time, when I was a young man, I used to say, "I want this." I, I, if I said prayers, it was, God, I want this. God, Absolutely. I want that. And yeah. now I'm just like, thank you, yeah. thank you for what I have. I may not have as much as other people, but I got more than a lot of others, and I'm very thankful for what I got. So how can people get more information about you, Todd? I mean, if, if I, I know I'm motivated now. No, I, I know. I, but but it's you. more, but it's it's taking this moment just to kind of acknowledge this, right? To take this moment and just say, to just share yeah. this and be able to say, you know, we're going through this together. We're going through this journey together. Yeah. And, and how do we keep how do we keep on the right path? Yeah, no, if someone wants more info, I've got a podcast. It's called the Todd Durkin Impact Show. Todd Durkin Impact Show on social media. It's just my name, at Todd Durkin. And Pete, you know, one thing I would say is this is uh, wherever you live around the world is there's beauty all around you. If you're in the mountains, you look around, you look at, wow, look at this grandiose beauty that these mountains uh, are all about. If you, I was in a different country not long ago and I was thinking about how this second world country was absolutely beautiful. The spirits of the people were beautiful and the smiles were beautiful. Um, it's always being where your feet are at, regardless of it, if it's, you're at a high of highs and you're on a mountaintop right now, or you're in a deep valley. It's searching and finding the good that is around you. It's there. There is good around you. Sometimes it doesn't seem like it. Sometimes you're in a, a really nasty situation and uh, you got to get through it and realizing that you will get through it. Be where your feet are at. Stay in gratitude and realize that people are like, oh, is your energy always like that? Nope, it's not. It's not always great. It's not always positive. But the reason why I live um, in a way that I believe I am, I am an eternal optimist is that I do take my yin time. I take my quiet time. I take time with God. And that's where I get it out. And if I'm frustrated, I'm feeling that, um, that I'm not being enough or that life's not returning enough, I'll get it out with God and have that relationship with him and listen and he'll get my mind right so that I get other people's minds right as well. So uh, I'm just grateful, uh, Pete, that, that you're here today and that we can have this discussion. And if it impacts one person every day, you talk about what your prayer is. I'm always like this. Who am I going to talk to today that I'm going to change their life? 
and it might not be here at Fitness Quest 10. It might not be on a podcast. It might be at the grocery store. I'm teaching a class later on tonight here at the gym. It might be someone in that class. And I don't care if there's five people there, there's 50 people there. It might be that one person who is in a really, really, really bad space that hears something that I say or uh, listens uh, to uh, of a podcast and all of a sudden um, changes the way they think. And when you change the way you think, all of a sudden you start taking action on the things that you want and desire. Now all of a sudden we're, we're heading down the right path. I'm going to leave it at that. That's awesome. Todd, thank you for your time, dude. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Thank Appreciate you, you, and thank you for everything you do. Peace. Yeah, I, I don't remember who said this, but it's the truth. Anytime you're around Todd, anytime you spend just a couple minutes with him, it's like drinking caffeine straight from a fire hose. That guy, he's legitimate. I mean, he's full of energy. He's full of passion. And Todd and I, we've worked, we've done a few things together. We've spoken in a few events over the years. And we have a good relationship, a solid relationship. I mean, hey, we're both here living in the beauty of, of sunny San Diego. And it really is. I consider him, I consider him a colleague. I consider him a friend. And I was a little bit bummed that we weren't able to interview, get his podcast recorded. But I was really excited just to get this few minutes of him. And just so you know, this is who Todd is when he's not on a stage, when he's not in front of an audience, when he's not behind the, well, we were kind of behind the mic, but we're just recording. I hit phone, I hit record on my phone. I had a little microphone set up that I carry with me. And we just had this conversation. And what I find really, really inspiring about it, and I think I've shared this before, when I've had guests on who, who wear their faith on their sleeve, is that when I look around in society, when I look at the people who are leaders, people who are inspirational, people who are out there doing great things, many of them have a common denominator. Many of them are people of faith. And now also many of them, they, they, they wear their faith proudly, but they don't proselytize it. They don't force it in your face. And that's one of the things about these people that I, very, I respect. Todd is one of these people. If you ask him about it, he'll tell you it's an important part of who he is. Todd credits his success with his relationship with his God. And, and that's something that I try to take with me. It's I always enjoy speaking with people like this because to see how they walk the walk. You know, Todd just isn't talking. He walks it. He's a great family man. We were talking off mic before I hit record. His oldest son is starting college this year. He has two other kids. So he is, that's what he's referring to about this kind of just changing of seasons right now. Like many of us, we are going through a transition where you might have kids leaving the house. Maybe you've started a new relationship. Maybe you've ended a relationship. There are always going to be changes in life. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running this interview right now. The previous one was with a retired Navy SEAL talking about change and challenge and how to overcome challenging obstacles. Well, I wanted to run this one right after it so we can get some motivation from Todd just about, about how do we implement this. My goal with All About Fitness is to help you understand the science behind how exercise changes your body. It's fun to see Todd do his podcast because the Todd Durkin Impact Show is all about the motivation. It's having inspiration to go out and do those things, do great things. Todd is an excellent motivator. He really is. Like I said, just being around him for a couple minutes makes me want to go run through a wall. I really enjoy that about him. 
and I joy about that relationship. So if you're looking for a motivational podcast, please check out The Impact Show. I'm here to help you understand the science behind exercise. I am not Mr. Rara. I'm not the motivational guy. I try to give you a strong message. I try to help create a positive message. But really, my number one goal is to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. That's why I want to give you a little insight into Todd. That's why I want to give you give him a little pre- promo for his podcast and for his book, Get Your Mind Right. Because that, that's the way a team works, right? You have different people that can do different things. Tom Brady can't just, he can't throw the ball, block the defenders and go catch the ball. He needs his teammates to rely on him. And that's how I look at, at Todd and other people that are doing different kinds of podcasts in the fitness space. The purpose, my purpose as a team member is to help you understand the science of exercise. Todd's purpose is to give you a little bit of motivation, to give you some positive energy, to go out and do great things. And together we can achieve that. That's why I want to have this quick little, like I said, it was going to be a quick fit tip. I had my phone there. We just hit record on the phone. We recorded this quick conversation when his recording equipment wasn't working out. And I wanted to share that with you so you can go out and do something great with your day today. With that, if you want free content, go to PeteMcCallFitness.com. I've been posting blogs on there. If you join my mailing list at PeteMcCallFitness.com, I'll send you a chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts, and one or two high-quality emails a month to help you understand how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. You can reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. I have a Facebook page now all about fitness with Pete McCall. I'm looking forward to interacting with you. I'm looking forward to your feedback. And as always, thanks for stopping by. I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.